morning team. This is Justin with Feel Strong. It is 5.01 in the morning, headed to work, opening the gym on a crisp, uh, wintery, not really winter. Uh, winter's bleeding into spring more quickly than it really should, but here we are. Uh, but I am headed to work and it's time to uh, lay down some 5.01 AM Chronicles. I wanted to talk today about engineering or re-engineering your environment for success. And what do I mean by that? Uh, well, first of all, uh, what we have to define what success is, and this has to do with goal setting, both short-term and long-term, which I've talked a little bit about before, and will certainly be at least one, if not multiple podcasts of how you set goals and build goals and describe goals and sort of tease that stuff out. But let's say you've, you've come up with some sort of long-term goal, and hopefully, uh, possibly working with a coach, possibly working with a feel strong coach, broken that down into a series of short-term goals. If you've done this, super good. But now we need to make sure that you're set up for success. So let's take a nutrition goal and a fitness movement goal. Uh, and these things overlap a lot. Well, actually, let's just take let's take one of the most common goals we get. I want to lose 15 pounds, right? It's a number, it's concrete, uh, it's not specific enough. We would strongly prefer, I want to lose 15 pounds in four months. Okay, great. And we put a date on it, circle it in red, and we would have a whole discussion uh, when you when you do that as to what 15 pounds means, where you got that number from, what it means, what it relates to, what it feels like, uh, how it's a good idea, whether or not it's realistic, uh, time sensitive. Uh, you know, we have a date on it, that's really good. Making sure that the next four months, uh, there are not uh, lots and lots of things that are gonna trip you up and make it impossible to get there. And this brings us to engineering your environment. If you want to lose 15 pounds, we will start, you know, we would make a plan. And part of that almost definitely would include nutrition. Setting you up, making sure you have some sort of nutrition plan, uh, whether it's uh, changing how much you eat, it could be less or more, loud bus, um, changing the quality of food you eat, changing the sorts of food you eat, maybe moving around your macronutrient content within your food. Uh, these are all possible options. Uh, it could just be a, a simple, well, it's simple. It's simple on paper, not necessarily easy to do. Simple elimination diet. You know, we're going to cut out gluten. We're going to remove some things that seem to be inflammatory to you from your diet. And so on and so forth. Uh, if we're, okay, we're going to do that. Let's, let's go with that. We're going to take this more, these more processed foods out of your diet. And that's going to be one of the first steps in moving toward 15 pounds. We would absolutely have a discussion about you going through your house and your kitchen and getting rid of all of the foods that should not be part of this diet. Not just not eating them, getting rid of them, throwing them out, giving them away. And this is usually the first time when people hit the roof. Throwing out food. Are you crazy? 
why, why would I, I, I mean, I'm, I just won't eat it. I'll put it, you know, I can just not eat it. My, my family's gonna want it. Okay, you are making your environment a significantly bigger challenge than it needs to be for your success. We're already assuming that, and, and this is usually true, probably nine out of 10 times, we are nobody's first stop. We are specialists, you're working one-on-one with a coach, you're spending money, you're spending time, you have already agreed to certain sacrifices to work with Feel Strong. That's just the way it is. It's small, we're exclusive, and we really care, but everyone tries something else first. If you could have just lost 15 pounds, you probably would have done it. And there's no way that you haven't tried something, but it hasn't worked. One of the reasons it probably hasn't worked is that your environment is not really set up for you to succeed doing this. If every time you go in the kitchen, you see those tempting processed foods, at some point you are going to give in to that temptation. And it doesn't make you weak, and it doesn't make you bad, and it doesn't mean you're not actually committed, and you're not hardcore, or whatever those things are. It just means you're a human being. At some point, maybe you can walk by it nine times, but the 10th time you're gonna grab that bag of cookies and you're gonna have some. Or you're, you know, you've gotten really good at, you know, you'll have one cookie a day at the end of the day and that's your allowance and it fits in your calories and it, it works with the other plan you developed with your coach. But at some point, at the end of a long day, things haven't gone the way you wanted to, you're stressed out, you had a fight with a significant other, your boss was a jerk, you're, the news is terrible because the news is always terrible and you're gonna have 14 cookies instead of one. And then you're gonna feel bad. And, and that guilt and that feeling of setback is one of the bigger things we want to avoid. The 13 extra cookies, is it great? No. If that's the only thing that, that, that is off plan for you that week, is, is that a big deal? No, it, it's not even gonna show up on the radar. However, those feelings of guilt and that feeling of being off track can show up on your radar because that's often the first step to more and more and more straying from your plan, straying from the path toward your goals. So we will go through your kitchen and toss everything out. I know, I know, I know. People are, are already yelling at me about throwing out food. The food is already, already exists. We are not talking about the redistribution of food from a higher distribution point. The food has already been purchased. It's sitting in your kitchen. There are really two options for it to go at this point. Three, perhaps, depending on what it is. If it is some sort of non-perishable canned good, uh, something that lasts, uh, then maybe you can donate it. And we absolutely encourage you to do so. Most of the food we're talking about at this point where it exists, in your kitchen, in your house, in your snack cabinet at work, wherever it is. The food is either going to be put in you or put in the garbage. That's it. Putting the food in you is not morally better than putting it in the garbage. Realistically, you are not going to be sending this food to hungry children somewhere else in the world. Uh, Sending the food is probably a very inefficient way to go anyway. Money would do a lot better. And we also strongly encourage you to give to the charity of your choice. 
but the food that's in your kitchen is not necessarily better in you than it is in a garbage can. Uh, and I, I do like to say, using the royal we, we are not a garbage can. So go through, get rid of all these temptations. That'll also lead to smarter choices when you decide to go off track, when you have planned indulgences, when you have uh, days that are higher calorie, days that are more flexible, uh, which typically are also built in to you know, any sort of nutrition plan we have, but having that food not be immediately in front of you also helps a lot with impulse control, portion control, things like that. If you have to put on your shoes, put on your coat, walk down to the corner store, buy an individual serving of cookies, then eat it, you are far less likely to do that just wandering through the kitchen when you're a little bored and you're kind of hungry, but you're not really hungry and the cookies aren't really on the plan. So we'll replace all these foods that we get rid of with things that align more with your goals and your plan. Pretty straightforward, right? So we have taken an environment, your environment, and made it more successful for you already. If the stuff isn't there, you won't eat it. We'll put the stuff there that we want you to eat, so on and so forth. Uh, what about fitness? How does this work with exercise and movement and things like that? Well, a lot of times it starts with getting to the gym, getting to the exercise. Oh, one of my favorite things to do is, and this works with, uh, especially with people who work out in the morning, uh, uh, but not exclusively, is setting your gear up the day before. So if you put your shorts and your workout shirt and your shoes that you exercise in, shorts, etc., socks, did I say shorts? I think I did. Anyway, all your workout gear is laying on your dresser and it's the first thing you see when you get up in the morning, you are much more likely to put it on, lace up your shoes and go for that run. If you pack your bag the night before and your bag is already bulging with your sneakers and your tank top and your wrist straps and your extra special jump rope that this is the one that's really going to make you do dumb as well, you are much more likely to head to the gym after work because you're already carrying your stuff than not. It's a great reminder. You've changed your environment to already make it very easy for you to go right there. If you have to consistently go out of your way, if you need to go to work and then come home and then change and then put on new workout stuff and then leave again, at some point that's not going to happen. If you're someone who does that regularly, that's awesome. Super double high fives. I'm sincerely impressed. But at some point, you're going to come home and you'll be tired. You're going to come home and you'll be mad. You're going to come home and the weather's just not great. And you're not going to want to go out again. It happens to everybody. You'll have more work to do. You'll have other things who will rear their heads as a priority and get in the way of this action, which is directly on the path to your goal. And that's what we're talking about. So just like eating the 14 cookies, missing one workout is not the end of the world. Missing one workout is not going to make you weak, is not going to make you less strong, is not going to be the thing that stops you from losing 15 pounds. 
get into one workout will not lose you 15 pounds. It simply won't. But that consistency over and over and over again, three, four, five times a week, that is what is going to get you to lose 15 pounds. And you need to set your environment up for the tough days, for the challenging days, for the times when it isn't easy and you don't feel like it. That's what we're talking about. We know that, and, and, and when you're starting these goals, when you've decided to make a change, you know, we certainly see this a lot in early January, uh, but uh, in probably a month and a half, we're going to see it again when the first like really sunny, warm days start happening and people are starting to wear lighter jackets or no jackets at all and maybe get a tiny bit of color in their skin and people are starting to think about beaches and shorter skirts and wearing shorts and being outside and all of that stuff. We will see another rush of people who really need to uh, get things together and in that motivated time in that uh, inspired time you will you are more likely to be successful because you are motivated because you are inspired because it is a high priority and it's in the forefront of your mind and other things real life has yet to get in the way real life is going to get in the way that's what real life does so set your environment up for the tough days for the challenging days for the days when you don't want to do the thing that is going to bring you toward your goal because those days are 100% going to happen. This is the same reason we don't set five goals at once. You know, we're not going to lose 15 pounds and run your first marathon and get 10 unbroken pull-ups and so on and so forth. Compete in a new, a, you know, some other new sport. Um, uh, learn yoga, work out at least six days a week, uh, read two books a week. It goes on and on and on and on. If you have this endless list of goals, uh, it becomes impossible very quickly. They all go away. Set yourself up for the bad days. Set yourself up for the troubling days, and you are far more likely to be successful in the long run. A couple other uh, uh, examples of re-engineering your environment. And then I will uh, get out of here because I need to get a little more coffee before we really hit this uh, class first thing in the morning. Uh, for fitness nutrition stuff, uh, if you are not already a member of a gym, member of a, a place to work out, that's part of re-engineering your environment. It's part of the reason people go to gyms. Uh, a lot of people have some sort of exercise equipment at home, and we certainly have a number of clients who do all of all of their workouts at home because they own uh, an, enough gear or we've devised workouts that work with whatever they have, pardon me, um, uh, totally valid. But it is, and, and these clients will also tell you, it's tougher to do it in your own home a lot of the time. It seems like it would be more convenient, but having another place where you go to work out where that's the thing that happens makes it more likely that you will do it there. This is where the garage gym really came from. And having this other space that is only dedicated to fitness exercise that's connected to your house, but it's a different room, is great and really important. We have people with basement gyms, same thing, but the basement gym is only a gym. It is not also a TV room 
and a snack room and a laundry room and X, Y, and Z. If it is, it's less likely you're gonna use it as a gym. Membership to a gym, going to a place where you do that thing, you know, three, four, five times a week, setting yourself up in the morning, you already have your stuff, you pay a membership there, paying that membership, you know, especially if it's, uh, you know, a number that at least matters a little bit to you, makes it also more likely that you're gonna do this thing consistently. This is part of where, uh, you know, it is not why group classes cost what they cost. Uh, group classes cost what they cost uh, typically, you know, depending, your, your mileage may vary, but because of expenses, uh, including labor and paying coaches, uh, and some small amount of profit uh, in our limited experience in the boutique gym industry, that small amount of profit tends to be awfully small. And that's just what it costs to run classes. But these numbers, you know, if we're talking about the boutique micro gym industry, uh, to, to generalize, we're talking sort of, you know, 150 to $375 a month or 10 to $30 per class depending on how you roll. And I know those numbers are wide, but we're talking, you know, I'm trying to incorporate, you know, CrossFit gyms in suburban Ohio and SoulCycle in New York. You know, these are both essentially serving the same sort of needs, the same sort of market, sorry for all the traffic, um, in slightly different ways. But having this thing, and of course you should be able to afford it, uh, and we can t have a whole discussion about that. Fit what is value in fitness and how do people value fitness? I find that a very interesting topic, uh, maybe unsurprisingly. But, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. But, but having a, a gym membership, especially at a, a, a non, um, what am I trying to say? A, a number that matters at least a little bit. You know, a $10 a month gym membership for most people isn't enough to matter, which is why those places offer $10 a month gym memberships, because they're counting on, you know, they really need 8,000 members to make the gym function, but it's really important that 6,000 people never show up. And at $10 a month, you are less likely to show up. In this subscription day, you know, lots of people, I've, I've spoken to, it's, it's almost become an old joke that people have subscriptions they don't realize that they have. They're paying something a month uh, and they didn't even realize they were doing it and they didn't notice that that $6.99 a month was just getting taken out once a month for uh, uh, some subscription to some website that they didn't know they had anymore. So a meaningful membership and a place that you like and a place, especially if you can find a place with coaches you trust and a fitness methodology that calls out to you, that seems to vibe with you, that seems to work with you, that's also a great way to re-engineer your environment. The last part, and I'm, I'm definitely gonna shut it down after this, re-engineering your environment, your social environment, especially at home, is huge, absolutely massive. And that is talking to the people you live with, if you live with people, be they partners, spouses, friends, roommates, uh, pe you know, pe maybe it's people you don't particularly like that you're living with. And hopefully that isn't family, but you know, these things happen. And letting them know that this is something you're gonna be doing. 
hey, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm gonna be leaving a little early. I'll try and be quiet, but I'm gonna make, get up and make coffee a little bit early because I'm gonna go to the gym now. That kind of public declaration and asking for their support. If these are people, and hopefully they are, that you can do that sort of thing for, saying, hey, I'm Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm gonna be getting up early. Uh, it really helped me, if, especially for the first few weeks. If, you know, I, I, I seem, I'm up after uh, 10 p.m. on Sunday, or I say I wanna go out on Tuesday night for that, that Taco Tuesday that the work likes to do with margaritas, or these other things, uh, I would like to not do that. I think I will be better served moving toward my goals if I don't do that. So if you wouldn't mind just mentioning it to me if you see that happening, kind of give me a little prod forward, that would really help. And that can be big and scary and awkward and hard for people, but it works and it can be really useful. And most people, when you tell them that, are very willing to help. You know, occasionally you'll run into someone who feels some sort of resentment. These are the people who, when you, when you bring healthy food to work, uh, ask you what's wrong and make fun of you and try and shove pizza in your face. And those people are uh, typically in a lot of pain and having a really hard time. And I encourage you to feel sympathy for them, but put some distance between yourself and them because they're going through something that is not very pleasant and should be avoided, but certainly calls for at least some, some empathy because that's a really hard place to be. But most people, if you ask for this social support, are willing to give it, they're willing to help. Yeah, what do you want? Sure, I'll, I'm, I'll set an automated text to bug you at 6 a.m. every day. Like, that sounds like fun. Oh, if you, uh, or you know, set, it, set up a bargain. Hey, if I don't go to the gym uh, three times a week, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a selfie from the gym uh, as I'm leaving the gym, you know, a little sweaty, a little whatever. Any day, uh, if I don't do that three times a week for the next two months, uh, I'm gonna give you uh, $5 every time I don't do that. If it's a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, and I don't send you a gym selfie, then I owe you $5. Keep track of that. Now there's something that maybe works for both people. And if this is a friend, if this is someone who, who uh, you're happy to play along with, but will hold you to it, that can be a pretty useful bargaining chip tied into that sort of like a meaningful amount of money. You know, hopefully you can afford the $5, but you probably don't want to see it turn into $40 or $80 or whatever, whatever it is. That's just another way of using this social support changing your environment to be more successful. Look around, see how things are, and imagine a bad day, imagine a hard day, imagine a really challenging day. We want a setup that is very likely that you're gonna still do the things you say you wanna do on those days. When it's raining, when you're stressed out, when you're too tired, when you don't want to. All of those things are going to happen. There are going to be days when you don't want to. There are going to be days where wishing you wanted to isn't enough. The more you can set yourself up for success, the better. All right, we've been rambling a little bit and we're almost at the gym, so I'm going to shut it down. Re-engineering your environment is really powerful. We have a, uh, 
We're looking to do a Q&A episode in the near-ish future. Uh, DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Uh, you can send us an email if you have longer questions. Justin at feelstrong.me. That's feelstrong.me. And thank you for your time on this uh, crisp winter morning. Feel strong. Feel strong.